to the Doggy Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 128, Saturday, March 26th, 2022, and it's time for the annual Oscars preview episode. The Academy Awards are tomorrow, this Sunday evening, and as has become tradition on the Doggy Juice Pod, I sat down with friend of the pod, Hollywood Craig, last night to get the lowdown on what to expect for this year's Oscars. I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of you when I say the Oscars came up out of seemingly nowhere this year, at least for me. Uh, They were in April last year. They've been in February in previous years. Now in 2022, they're going to compete with March Madness, Um, although the Elite Eight games are earlier in the day on Sunday, so got that going for us. But uh, the ladies are trying to turn on the red carpet special. Might have to fight them for the TV uh, while that, that second Elite Eight game's on in the afternoon. But just getting that on everyone's radar here, but um, we kept the tradition alive, and, and last night I sat down with Hollywood Craig to talk about this year's awards, what we can expect when we sit down and watch, and just a quick refresher on Hollywood Craig for those unfamiliar. He is based, surprise, surprise, out in Los Angeles, brings a unique perspective uh, after living out there for over a decade. He's a Chicago guy. Um, I'm obviously from Chicago, based in Chicago myself. Um, Craig's a Chicago guy, but he's been out in LA for over a decade. He's worked numerous jobs within the film industry, so it really allows him to see things from a very unique perspective since he's seen the industry from so many different angles. And his wife, Libby, is a rising star in the industry as well, and she's recently worked on Oscar winning films, and one of the films that she's involved with um, is nominated this year as well. So we'll, we'll touch on that one in the interview. And even though Hollywood Craig himself isn't a sports better, he has helped us find value on the Oscars betting boards here on the podcast in the past. He's very plugged in, really has his finger on the pulse on everything that's happening in, in the industry. Before I cut to last night's discussion, we are right smack dab in the middle of one of the best periods of the entire sports calendar year, my personal favorite. Um, you know, the only other one that really compares is that October-November period, but... March Madness, we got in full force. The Masters is approaching. NBA, NHL seasons, they're nearing the playoffs. The regular seasons are closing up soon. Major League Baseball is about to start back up. And, of course, the NFL is always here year-round. And with so much going on, that means there's going to be plenty of opportunities to find value on the betting boards for us bettors. And as we continue to preach here on the Doggy Juice Pod, shopping for the best number in whatever market you're looking to bet is absolutely quintessential to long-term success. It's the single thing you could do right now without... You know, reading through data, pouring through a bunch of information or creating your own model. It's the one thing you can do right now. Sign up for as many books as possible to put the deck in your favor and increase your chances of winning in the long term. And with sports books literally throwing free money at you to join, why would you not want to sign up to as many as possible and put yourself in the best chance, best position to win? So if you want to know which legal regulated sports books to sign up for in Illinois or elsewhere, look no further than dimers.com slash doggyjuice for the latest sportsbook offers at a book near you, the Dimers Doggy Juice Hub will get you a direct link to the latest offer at the sportsbooks, and you'll be able to support your favorite sports betting podcast along the way. So be sure to check out dimers.com slash doggyjuice and sign up to give yourself all the outs you can. Dimers.com slash doggyjuice. All right, without further ado, it's time to move on to my chat with Craig last night, previewing this year's Academy Awards. <laughs> We are back for another tradition unlike any other, and that is the one per year Academy Awards Oscars preview. And joining 
is none other than Hollywood Craig. Craig, one of my best friends, my best friend, he's the best man at my wedding along with my brother. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to bring him back. Well, welcome back to the pod, Craig. How are you doing? Thanks, dude. It's good to be back. I'm happy to be here. Love being on the pod. Love this yearly tradition unlike any other. And it's better than the Masters. And we use the same slogan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. And uh, my voice sounds just as good as Jim Nance's, of course. Um, yeah, it does. It sounds better. I'm, come I'm at me, Jim of, Nance. Come at me, Jim Nance. Yeah, come on. Fuck you, Jim Nance. Uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to think of how many years we've done. So I've been doing the Doggy Juice Pots since 2018. So 2019 was our first go-around. We've done it every year. Um, so this would make it, what, 19, 20, 20. This is our fourth time doing this. And I can't fucking figure out when they're going to do the Oscars every year. They they completely came up on everyone. Like I, I, everyone I talked to this week didn't even know the Oscars were happening this Sunday, but they are uh, March twenty yep. seventh Sunday. Uh, what the hell? Like I, I know, like growing up, they were usually March around March Madness. It's competing with the Elite Eight on Sunday night, which is no bueno for me and, and like one hundred percent of my listeners. But what, what's the deal with that? They just keep like just picking a new time randomly. Cause I remember last year it was February or no, it was April last year. And then February before. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic screwed things up, you know, usually it's, um, you know, February, March time. Uh, but you know, I don't, I don't know at this, at this point, it's, it's sort of all bets are off when it comes to post pandemic life with the entertainment industry, they'll take what they can get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like it's it's going to be a totally different type of ceremony. I mean, you got three female hosts this year. Um, you've got uh, a large list of nominees in the best picture category. It's going to be a weird, weird year. Also, I just have a feeling the majority of the movie going public have not seen as many movies nominated. Uh, as they would have liked to probably. Yeah. I feel like it's that way this year more than, more than previous years, just because I don't know, like if people, are, there's so much going on in the world right now, but also I don't think things have just changed. I mean, we touched on it last year and um, when we recorded this, like obviously we're recording it, you know, during the, the pandemic and, uh, you know, obviously last year was different than, than previous years. The past, really, so the past two years have been different than any other time in our lives and it's completely shifted. Not only the way people live, but the way they, you know, consume media, the way they create media, and, and that that hits the movies, obviously. And people, you know, can't go to a movie theater during a pandemic. You're gonna watch it more at home. And I know for me, I haven't been to a movie theater yet since, um, you know, pre-March 2020. And definitely my my movie going, I guess, or sorry, movie watching has has significantly dropped in frequency. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I know we talked about that a little bit before we started recording. But is that kind of similar to what you've seen? Like, what's the I guess like a, a status of the industry check in, like, uh, what, like especially like if you remember like what we were saying last year, like how it's maybe changed in the pre in the past calendar year. Yeah, I mean, um, just from personal experience, from my wife who's casting director in the industry, and I obviously have a lot of friends in the industry. You know, it's it's different for everybody depending on uh, how you know, what their position is within the industry. Mm -hmm. I know uh, some people in higher level positions that have had to be going back to the office since, you know, um, before the last variant uh, kind of took over. 
And I still know people that are editing films and TV shows at home. So, you know, it, it's, it's different for everybody. Some people don't feel like it's changed much at all because they've been working from home since 2020. Uh, others are like, it's crazy now. You know, you can't, um, you know, it, it, making these movies isn't the same. Our schedules are all over the place. We, you know, there's a lot more, there's a lot more what ifs now when you go to shoot a film because you could shut down all of a sudden because somebody gets COVID. You have to shut down the whole pro- project. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, even as the CDC starts to lessen the amount of days somebody has to be quarantined, it's still taken very seriously in Hollywood and it's taken very seriously in LA. Uh, I mean, obviously we're one of the last states to have gotten rid of uh, mask mandates. Yeah. One of the last cities to get rid of the mask mandates. So, you know, things here are just, we've, Kind, we're not yet fully out of the, none of us are really, but especially in LA and Hollywood, everyone's as cautious as we've been the whole time. I would yeah. say. And then in terms of like going to movies too, I mean, and I guess you can speak oh, to yeah. your own experience. Like have you, have you like, uh, noticed, has there been like a, the dro- like a, not a drop off because there obviously was due to the pandemic, mm-hmm. but have we seen like a return to somewhat normal in terms of that, especially yourself too? Anyway. You've been busy, but, uh, unfortunately I don't get to the movies as much as I'd like. Uh, I can't blame that so much on the pandemic as much as I can on my two year old son, but, uh, (laughs) that little bastard has uh, (laughs) taken all of my time. Ruining my life. uh, Ruining my life. Uh, no, in the best way possible. Um, I'm just a shell of a human now. Uh, so I don't, I don't get to go to the movies. I try to watch as much as I can that's streaming, but you know, I mean, the movie going audience is clearly coming back in droves to go see Batman, to go see Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man has now broken so many records. Now what the, the third highest grossing film of all time past Avatar. Uh, so that's, obviously an indication that the movie industry is coming back. I don't think for, unfortunately for, you know, sake of the Academy Awards, people are going out to see movies like the power of the dog and licorice pizza and Belfast, but they are going to see the bigger ones. They went to see West side story. They, you know, they went to see, like I said, the, the bigger blockbuster stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's just hard because there's not as much of an, uh, an enticing reason to go to a theater and possibly pick up COVID um, for, you know, some indie flick that you could just as easily rent at home and have a very similar, if not better experience watching it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely like one of those people too, and like it's just like the, the whole movie going experience. It's uh, the the time that it takes. I mean, the the money aside, I mean, obviously that was oh yeah, people were complaining about that before the pandemic, just the cost of going out to a movie. But and obviously the, uh, streaming movies at home was something that we were starting to do with more frequency, like you know, like movies that were out in theaters coming 
to you know, able to watch those from home a lot sooner than we would previous years. That that was pre COVID, but like I, I feel like I'm one of those people though that I only like to see or I'll go out of my way to see a movie when it's clearly going to be better to see it in a big theater. Like I like um and, and being based in Chicago too. Like the thing that comes to mind is, is Interstellar, and I know that movie came out probably like seven or eight years ago or whatever. But I saw that one like 3D in like the big IMAX theater in Chicago because there was they're offering it there. And like a movie like that, I'll go out of my way when it's clearly going to be a lot better seeing it. In, in a big theater with people, but like, you know, if it's like a comedy or an indie flick and you can watch it from the comfort of your own couch and you could pause it when you need to, to go take a piss or in your case, go you know, take care of your two year old or, or what have you. I mean, it's, it definitely gets a lot more appealing and I, I could see that. I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, it's not worth for me going to like, you know, to spend all that money to see like a 90 minute comedy, but I could totally justify it from to see like a, like an action flick or you know, like a, a big time blockbuster, like the summer blockbuster. So, Guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the big screen is the big screen for a reason. You want to see something that's uh, that's worthy of that size of a screen. Yeah. And I don't think that'll ever go away forever. If it could survive this pandemic yeah. and the changing landscape, then that's the best indicator. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the game has just changed. I think the industry's just adapted to uh, what we've come to as a general public enjoy more about movies now, which is the ability to see them in whatever form we want to see them. You know, if we can't leave because we have kids, but we still want to see this movie, it's, it's really great that these movies are rolling into on demand streaming services quicker than they used to. Um, some are simultaneously coming out in theater and online. Some are only in theaters for, you know, four weeks and then they're on streaming services. So it's nice because you don't have to wait too long anymore to, to see a movie that everybody's talking about. Exactly. So let's talk some Oscars. Um, yeah. And the sheer lack of movies that, that I've seen and uh, just lack of awareness of what these movies are even about. A fun game that we actually should play is like we should just go down the titles and I should just guess what the movie's about. And I bet that would be entertaining theater because Coda, although I do know what Coda's about now, I probably would have guessed it was like uh, it was like something about Led Zeppelin or something like that. But uh, Led Zeppelin, but it's clearly about um, yeah, it's like. The hearing impaired, right? Uh, I forget what Dakota stands for, but something like that. But, um, so yeah, obviously, when you're trying to handicap the Oscars, and we, I say this every year when we start, and and I'll, I'll go through the quick caveat that Craig is is not a better himself, and like while you are generally aware of who the favorites are, what the odds are, and everything, you're it's not like you're. Uh, putting your hard-earned cash behind these things as well, although entering Oscars pools and, and winning them is, is something that you're, you're no stranger to at all. But um, with that caveat aside, we you know we love breaking these down because I I'm infinitely fascinated by these markets, and especially since you know the Oscars are different than than betting on sports, and that it's all information based, and that changes everything because if you see a big move on a on a market right before the, you know, the, the, they always pull the markets a few hours before it airs on TV because they recorded earlier. But uh, if you see a big move on the same day, usually that's the right move, but that's not an exact science. And there's previous examples of that. Uh, I think there was one that I even touched on this last year. I think it was two or three years ago. It was one of the directors. There's a huge move on best director and the guy who the move was, the money was going towards ended up not winning. But, um, 
but anyway, it's it's interesting to follow, especially since it's it's so predictive and so different than than anything else in you know the sports betting side of things, where it's just binary outcomes in sports betting. Here, it's you know it's all information based. They don't go out and you know the power of the dog doesn't go out out of the court to to play coda for uh, you know for what odds you know to, to win best picture. It's it's uh, voted on. But the other important thing to keep in mind is we all have our opinions on movies. At least those of us that are able to even see a few of them, and that's great. That's fine. And we have our opinion on which one's supposed to win Best Picture, but that's completely different when you're handicapping the Oscars. Uh, when you're doing that, you're handicapping the Academy, the people that are voting. That's all that matters. That, so it's it's different to think, oh, you know, Coda's going to win. It what really matters is does the Academy think Coda's going to win? So I guess along those lines, Craig, if you if you don't mind telling the people, reminding them, I guess what you know, I guess who the Academy is, but like how maybe even like how they vote. And any any insight that you have just on the academy, the people that are that are deciding who wins these these categories. Well, the academy is made up of um, various different people from throughout the film industry. Uh, all people that have been uh, nominated or in nominated films before. Uh, if you've been nominated for an Oscar, you become uh, a member and they've added um, in recent years, they've gone, uh, they've gone um, a little bit further uh, with becoming more inclusive to minorities in the past couple of years, because there's been a large complaint for many years that there's not enough uh, diversity within mm-hmm. the Academy. Um, which is why a lot of people blame certain types of films winning for so many years to the lack of diversity. Uh, so that's why in more recent years, you're seeing more diverse films being nominated and winning um, movies like Parasite and its director, things like that. Um, more female nominees, uh, you know, and we'll touch on this in a little bit, but it seems like uh, a film uh, with a female director is uh, almost certain to win this year, which is a rarity, um, obviously. So it's made up of uh, essentially your peers. If you're nominated, who is uh, voting are all your peers, uh, all those you've worked with, want to work with don't want to work with. Um, so now how they vote, it's all individual. Uh, I'll tell you right now, just because they're in the film industry and get sent screeners, it doesn't mean that they're watching everything. <laughs> you know, it's like voting on anything. Sometimes you vote for your friends. Sometimes you vote for the person you want to win rather than the deserving one. Uh, but, We'll see. I mean, you know, uh, there have been some interesting surprises over the last couple of years of people that have been more deserving uh, to win are winning over people that are just uh, the more popular pick. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what this year brings. But that's that's how it's done. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's 
well, that is our backdrop, and, that, and that's important to know too, because that you know, like I said, at the end of the day, we're just handicapping people that are that are actually, or I guess the, the academy as a whole, but the people that are that are voting on this. That's that's all that matters here, and um, it's an interesting year. Um, I guess we could save best picture for last, but I'll just go down a few of like the big categories and just uh, feel free to interrupt me. But it's uh, pretty much with <laughs> there's there's there is some chalk here, so to speak, in terms of best actor. I mean. It's Will Smith. It's his to lose, clearly. I'm seeing a minus mm-hmm. 800. Um, and all the odds I'm pulling are from BetUS. Um, and this is as of March 25th, Friday. They, they, odds will continue to change, especially as this information comes in. But is there any world where, where you see Will Smith not winning for King Richard? It's going to be really hard. Um, I, I don't see that happening. I, I mean, the next up is Benedict Cumberbatch. And, uh, I don't think that's, the role to win. I, I, you know, maybe in a world, Andrew Garfield wins, uh, because of the, the type of, uh, film that it is, you know, it being a musical. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's Will Smith's to lose. I think it's been a long time coming for this win, uh, for him. Obviously it's been a while since he last won. So, uh, because he won for Pursuit of Happiness, right? I was going to ask that, yeah. Because my next question, I guess, is going to be a, a piggyback off what you just said, but the notion of like of lifetime achievement awards and stuff, and how because you see, I mean, you saw it with Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, he was nominated how many times, and he won finally for The Reverend, and he was great in The Reverend. The movie was amazing, but he had better performances in his career, and he got he got the shaft a few of the years. I know uh, the year he won. Um, he was nominated for like the Aviator. He went up against someone who did. It was like a there's a Daniel Day Lewis year, I think, where you know you just get like a lifetime performance by someone. He got the shaft, and but like everyone was talking about that. It's like you know Leo, and he won that one. Yeah, it might, might not have been like a top three, top four role for him, but it was it was just the accumulation of you know, you know lifetime of amazing performances. And they finally gave him the nod. Um, I'm not sure I'm Will Smith. I don't know if you've been able to find that since I've been talking, but like that's what I'm interested in too. Is it, hearing your take on like. Do you really think a lot of the times, like, it's just really... He has not actually won an Oscar. Yeah. He's mistaken. He did not win for Pursuit of Happiness. So he, uh, he won, he was nominated. He's been nominated, but, uh, he has not won. So then that, there you go. So, I mean, it's almost like, uh, you know, hey, Will Smith's been around forever and talking, you know, going back to what you were saying at the top about the summer blockbusters and, you know, seeing movies in the theaters, like, he was in so many. He was such a big part of, like, our, upbringing he's one of the best actors of our generation um yeah i mean i feel like this is all lining up to be to be like that's that that home run spot if you're willing to like lay a lot to win a little although i will say last just last year um and we were talking about this before we started recording but i mean i and i i got burned by this we talked about it on the podcast last year but um for black panther um yeah i got boseman it was a similar similar odds there yeah, and he was, I think he even got up to like, it was like $12. You had to bet like you know, $12 to win one on him. And he ended up not winning last year, um, you know, after, after, after sadly passed away. Maybe that was partly what the thinking was by the market was they were going to give it to him, you know, posthumously, like after passing away. And then they didn't mm-hmm. give it to him. But, um, so that's just another reminder to like, you know, obviously tread carefully in these markets. But I, I, yeah, I'm curious to hear your. It's gonna be. It's gonna be really hard to be yeah. somebody who deserves it more than Will Smith. I mean, Will Smith has been yeah. uh, long overdue for an Oscar. So watch out, everybody. I mean, everybody else nominated 
Denzel's won twice already. Uh, you've got Andrew Garfield, Benedict Cumberbatch. They haven't won, but they are in their prime right now as far as age and their careers. So I have no doubt that they'll be back here in this same seat again. Javier Bardem has obviously won before. So it's, it's a guy who is as much a Hollywood icon as anyone's ever been finally getting uh, nominated for an Oscar that he, for a performance that was incredible, but it's even less about this performance and more about the career of the, the man in question and that being Will Smith, I, I don't see a world in which anybody can get ahead of him here. Exactly. I think this is, unless he saw, unless he gets me too at the last minute, it's not, <laughs> yeah, which you I mean, know what I mean? crazier things happen, man. I mean, I mean, I mean and yeah, it's like that, that even happened with, I mean, just James Franco comes to mind a few years ago. He, yeah. Got, he yeah. won, he won the golden globe for best actor. Didn't even get the nom for like, not even a nomination mm-hmm. for, for the Oscars. So yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. opposed to what you were saying, you know, at the top about the Academy and, you know, them taking their stances and stuff. So, yeah, I think this is like our lock of, of the of the pod. So maybe probably worse things yeah. you can do than tying up your money for a few hours Sunday morning if you can get a price around there. But this is one of those ones where I, I could see them just pulling it off the board or so much steam Will Smith's way that, that you know, it's probably something they, they don't even offer the same day. But, yeah, it seems like it's all aligned to for this to be the safest bet on the board, or at least of the major categories. Obviously, the, the best director ones, <laughs> like that one's uh, – yeah, talk about being off the board, but we'll get to that one. Um, I also really quickly uh, wanted to touch on this because we didn't discuss uh, what movies we had even seen here, too. And I, if we were, I was telling you before we started recording, if we were talking a few days ago, I would have said I watched a grand total of zero minutes on all the yeah. movies in the Oscars. But I did see uh, The Power of the Dog this week, and you know, I, I, told, I know that you haven't seen that one yet. But, um, yeah, in terms of this year, what uh, – how many have you seen relative to previous years? I know you kind of said already that the baby's been tiny or the not even baby, your toddler's been yeah. tiny. But, but um, I guess in terms of your familiarity of versus recent years, where are you at? Um, not as good as I normally am with having caught up. Uh, I didn't catch up as much as I would have liked to. I've seen quite a few of the films that were nominated overall. Uh, as far as the best picture category, I missed a large portion of them. Uh, but I've had endless, uh, conversations about films and I've had every film ruined for me at this point. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't really matter, but I do want to see a lot of these films. Um, especially a film like Coda, which, um, obviously is on the rise to be the, the winner of, uh, best picture, but it's a, extremely interesting story that's told. And I think a beautiful way of telling it, um, you know, I think the, it being about the only, uh, hearing child in a, in a family of deaf adults is an incredibly, uh, um, important story to tell and one that's not very often told. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know personally, I know people that have deaf, uh, parents and it's, uh, it's an incredibly 
it's an incredibly hard, you know, uh, and challenging life to live. Uh, especially when you are trying to, uh, like this story tells your coming of age. Um, that's not something that, uh, you can do so easily when, uh, you have to really take care of and watch after your family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unique challenges for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, like nothing, nothing like it that we've seen. So yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's impossible to see all these things too. And the, these films and stay on top of all of them, but you're, you're as plugged in as anybody I know. So the best actress in terms of what, what, what's Hollywood saying in terms of, uh, well, I, so I, I know what the markets are saying. Just Jessica Chastain's your favorite. Um, but it's a bit more tight on this one. And there's some big names all at the top. Again. Yeah. Just off that U.S., she's minus 175, so the odds on favor to win uh, more than or cl- close to a two-thirds chance they're saying. But Nicole Kidman still got a shot. I would. Kirsten Kirsten Stewart. What what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't think it's gonna be Kristen Stewart's year. Um, hashtag uh, hashtag not my Diana. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know that's a case of somebody who. Probably any other year might have a better shot, especially playing an icon like that. But with the way it kind of got buried in the cycle, um, you know, it came, it was coming out of festival season really strong and everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about her being like the front runner for the Oscar. But I don't know if it's just the lack of confidence on the production company's part or what, but seems as though the momentum of that changed over time and kind of died down. And you're seeing, you know, Jessica Chastain's performance wasn't talked about a lot early on and, you know, leading up to the release of that movie. And even after the release, people praised her performance, praised a lot of performances in that, including Andrew Garfield. But, uh, no one was really saying like, oh, she's going to win the Oscar. Uh, not like they were when Kristen Stewart was, when Spencer hadn't even been released yet. So while I think Jessica Chastain has a solid shot, do not count out Penelope Cruz. I, I hear she's incredible in that parallel mothers. I, she is an incredible actress. She's obviously won before, mm-hmm. but you know, listen, last year, Chad lost to Anthony Hopkins, who's been up on that stage accepting an award before. So exactly. don't be surprised if, if Penelope Cruz comes out of nowhere and steals this one. Interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. I was going to bring up the exact same thing you did there too. I think we even talked about it last year, like Anthony Hopkins, you know, it definitely wasn't a lifetime achievement award for him. They just gave him the award because he was the best actor, you know. So it's there is no tried and true formula to this stuff. But yeah, that one's a little more wide open. I'm I'm excited to see who pulls that one down because they're all big names. Like literally, I mean, even Olivia Coleman, she just won recently. But um, you know, it's it's going to be a, an interesting market there. So. It's a powerhouse uh, uh, five right there. I mean, some of the greatest actors to ever do it are. Are up there. I would, I would argue Kristen Stewart is the last on that list, but <laughs> I'm just not a big fan. Come at me, Kristen Stewart. Come after me. Wait, you're not a Bella fan though? Oh, no. Man. <laughs> no, not a Bella fan. Not any, not any fan of her work. So yeah, come at me. Come at me. 
Dude, I got Jim Nance and Kristen Stewart coming at me. Dude, they're, yeah, we are. Right? That's yeah, a hell of a duo. Yeah, their people are coming. Yeah, could you imagine, like, sitting down at dinner with Jim Nance and Kristen Stewart? Like, what would you even talk about there? It's like, how do you marry well, golf Kristen, and, like, and Kristen, vampires? Let's be honest. Kristen Stewart's not going to talk at all. She's just going to sit there and yeah. do, like, these real, like, coy but uh, meaningful silent faces while <laughs> me and Jim Nance talk about talk sports and and. Hello, Jim Nance just rambles about uh, this year's, you know, uh, this year's, you know, golf uh, master's favorites, <laughs> master's favorites and shit. Yeah, who the <laughs> hell knows? But Jim Nance talks about. Yeah, Jim Nance, one of a kind, one of a kind. But, but if you think that's an interesting dinner, I, I would not, I would not <laughs> want to even be a fly on that wall. Yeah, it could be probably the worst dinner, too. If I was a fly on that wall, I would try everything for one of those people to just kill me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Kristen Stewart, I'm going to have a dream about that tonight, I have a feeling. It's going to be Jim Nance, Kristen Stewart, and someone really fucking random will be like, it'll be like, fucking, like, uh, Joseph Stalin or something like that. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're now we're definitely going to start trending because we've just compared Kristen Stewart to Joseph Stalin. Um, yeah, I know. Um, oh my God, I'm going to get canceled. Talking to you, yeah. it's the last episode. <laughs> the last episode shouldn't have gone against Kristen Stewart. Oh God. Well, that's uh, since it's the last episode, let's close out with the best picture then. This uh, the the most exciting <laughs> market. Uh, how's that for a segue? Um, well, I would first like to uh, touch briefly on animated feature as i would be risk remiss not to please do my wife cast uh one of the features nominated please do. and um i'm just gonna say i am all in for mitchell's versus the machines i hope it wins it won it's already won a couple of uh awards leading up it's gonna be tough to beat uh good old disney but <laughs> this is a if if you haven't seen it already Cannot recommend it enough. It's on Netflix, but I honestly think that it's one of the strong. It's I think it's the strongest in the category, and I think it's one of the strongest films. Period. And I'm not just saying that. Um, so, by, so bias aside, I'm seeing, and I mean, and that's exciting. So, congrats to, to Libby. I mean, that's she's uh, just continues to, to just pave her way in that industry. And, and I mean, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, I don't even think I mentioned, like, was that last year when, which her, when the film she worked on won the Oscar? Uh, it was just the year before. Three years ago. It was Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Okay. So it was a few years ago. Oh. Okay. Maybe we did mention it last year then on the pod. I forget. It's been so damn long, but, um, but I have, looking at these odds, I'm seeing Encanto, the Disney film you referred to. It's eight minus 800. Uh, Mitchell's and Machines, I'm seeing five to one. So are you saying we should throw some pizza money on, uh, Mitchell's versus Machines then? Hey, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't count it out. I wouldn't count it out. All right. I'm gonna throw some pizza money on that. Just cause. Might as well. Hey. Might as well. could, you know, pay for, uh, pay for some drinks in Vegas for your bachelor party. There you go. Another, <laughs> it'd be like one drink, but. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hashtag exactly. inflation. So. Yep. Well, that's so Mitchell's versus Machines. Um, for animated, so going on to best picture. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. So, there. no, no, you're good. We had to get that plug in too. Um, so, best picture. This has been an interesting one. There's ten pictures nominated. I know we can go into the whole, you know, debate on whether or not they should really have expanded the nominees to ten. I personally feel 
that was was way better when it was five. There should be some prestige back into getting the nominee. That's just my opinion. But um, uh, we got the ten nominees, and it's really a two horse race here, very clearly. Mm-hmm. Although it always is. Things about Belfast, it is fourteen, fifteen to one. But this is it's a two horse race between the Power of the Dog and Coda. And Power of the Dog was a massive favorite a few weeks ago, but there has been steam. You alluded to it earlier uh, that Coda's been catching up steam the past few weeks, and, and I think Coda was three to one even two or three weeks ago. I heard, but now I'm seeing about around plus one thirty. So get, still getting a plus price. Uh, Power of the Dog minus one fifty five at the odds at Bet US as of March twenty fifth. Um, close to a coin flip. They're saying Power of the Dogs, you know, sixty ish uh, percent, not even. Um, so. What are your thoughts on this? Has that, has that, um, and what have you been hearing? Because has the the move on Coda been warranted? I know you've already talked about it mm-hmm. a little bit. It's about, but it seems to be like a lot different. Because I did see Power of the Dog. It's it's not a heartfelt movie at all. It's a good movie. Um, I thought the character mm-hmm. development was excellent. Great, great scenes. And, and you touched on that. You know, best director is pretty much a, a done deal. Uh, she's going to win for that. But but yeah, do you think Coda is going to take this home now, or, or where, where are we at? Where should we put our money? I think. I think momentum is leaning in Coda's favor here. Uh, you know, something I read just the other day was that, so it won the PGA award, which is the only pre Oscar award that is nominated, uh, by preferential ballot, like the, and that's producer producers guild. Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly. So they vote on it like the Academy votes on, on the Oscars. And it's the mm-hmm. only award show prior. So, that being said, that makes you think, well, it's got to be Coda. Um, had Power of the Dog won, it would have been almost a shoe in yeah. You wouldn't even hear the name Coda at this point. But ever since the BAFTAs, Coda has skyrocketed to the forefront of everybody's minds. And it's crazy that it takes just one award show to illuminate a film, yeah. but it happens so often. Um, with so much content out there, a lot of people, especially in the Academy, like we touched on earlier, will not, uh, think of a certain movie because everybody's talking about these three movies. Oh, you gotta watch those. Watch those screeners. Oh, I watched those. They were so good. Probably gonna nominate the, I'm probably gonna, you know, vote for the power of the dog. I really love that. Well, all of a sudden, Coda starts winning, starts getting more attention. You start seeing more billboards, more ads for it. Yeah. And you start to go, ah, oh, shit, I forgot to watch that. Let me watch that. And then it changes and you see it shift. And so I do see Coda being, I know that it might not be the favorite betting wise right now, but going into Sunday night, I would put your money, put your money on that if you want to make some, mm-hmm. some good cash. Yeah, it feels like it like lines up with everything we've talked about on this pod too. It's like, yeah, it's seen the betting steam, but it's it, it won the PGA, like you said, which is the best indicator early on. But it's also, you know, it's the heartfelt thing. And, and you were mentioning how even like, you know, they like to pick films that are just different. And we haven't seen a film like this before. So it's kind of like it touches on all the things that we've got, that we've, we've discussed, you know, throughout. And they also, I've noticed in recent years, you know, usually, usually, you know, rule of thumb, the, Best best director is going to lead you to best picture probably. I remember even as a kid, whenever I'd you know just being conditioned to whenever I saw best director when they give that out, then you knew best picture was with limited exceptions. But we've seen mm-hmm. like that change. I think the rest 
last few years we've yeah. seen them give the nod to the director, which you know the director it's it's like a, a shoe in for the power of the dog, and I forget her name offhand. Um, but but it's you could see that that you know they they give the nod to to her for the movie, and and I'm sure to win other awards too. But then giving the best picture to the feel good movie, the one that's different that stands out, and and uh, yeah, I think it's it's all aligned there on Coda. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she got – her name is uh, Jane Campion. Uh, she obviously got uh, in a little hot water um, when she uh, spoke about – when she won the – what was it? The Critics' Choice? She got in some hot water because she spoke to Serena and uh, Venus Williams and said that, uh, you know, she has a lot of respect for them but they haven't gone up against the men like she has, Oh yeah. uh, which got her in some trouble. I don't know that it's enough trouble to, uh, to, you know, get rid of her Oscar win on Sunday. But, you know, unfortunately that, that goes against her. I just don't see a world though, in which anyone else nominated wins. I mean, you have four, men up against one woman. Um, one of those men is Steven Spielberg, <laughs> who is not shy from winning Oscars. So, uh, and he, he's nominated for a remake as good as the remake is. Uh, I just don't see him ever winning in this category. Kenneth Branagh. I just don't see it. Um, I mean, I can't, uh, cannot pronounce his, I can't figure out how to pronounce his first name, but uh, Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Rusuke, yeah, Rusuke Hamaguchi. Yeah. yeah, he could, could, but I just, yeah, I, it, it's it's Jane's to to lose. I don't think she could. She didn't uh, get herself in enough trouble. Mm-hmm. And plus, like, yeah, the timing on that stuff, like it, kind of what you were saying about someone getting me tooed over the weekend. It's like she went out and said that stuff, and and, and the votes. I guess do you know if the votes are in now? For the academy, I guess that's important too. But that's probably the most important. What you thing. Like, if the votes are all in, like for the for the awards, they they are all in. Okay, they should be all in. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess that. But like you know, it's it, it's a situation where like you know, if it came like you know the few days before the votes were in, the timing's everything on this stuff, you know. And uh, I feel like you know people people tend to remember what they saw last and tend to kind of let other information that came their way kind of you know, smooth out over time, so to speak. So maybe she's maybe she's maybe something. Something that we can say with confidence it's exciting is that, you know, a film that's directed by a woman is likely going to win Best Picture and uh, a woman is going to win the Oscar for uh, Best Director, which has never, ever happened in the history of the awards. So that's exciting. That's right. You know? that's right. Who's that? Was it the Hurt Locker? Um, Her where locker, those first director, yeah. female director that won it. Yeah, Cat, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So this is an exciting, exciting uh, award show. So we're going to see some historic moments happening. Um, obviously Excellent. not enough, but, you know, this is a step in the right direction. It is. It is. All right, man. Well, I think we've got a pretty right. good playbook here. Sounds like the lock is Will Smith. Uh, we do think the value on Coda is enough there. And then, yes. uh, 
uh, of course, on the animated side of things, we are going to be backing the Mitchells versus the Machines with a little pizza bowl. Yeah, baby. Do it. Do it. Mitchells, Mitchells, Mitchells. <laughs> well, at the very least, we got to go see the, the Mitchells to support Libby. But, uh, but yeah, man, they, thanks for coming on again. Excited to do it Thank again you. next year and everything. Uh, uh, any, any, parting thoughts next for, year. Uh, any parting thoughts for the listeners? Um, just remember that uh, no matter what happens, Kristen Stewart is just not a good actress. <laughs> so yes. be well. Godspeed, and uh, yeah, Kristen Stewart should take some acting classes. <laughs> Tell us how you come mean. at me, Kristen. Come at me. <laughs> me and Jim Nance. We'll duke it out. Nance, Kristen Stewart, me, Craig, and Stalin in my dreams tonight. I'll see you there. Oh God, what a fucking hell dream. <laughs> Catch you later, man. All right, see you, dude. Thanks for having me. All right, bye. All right, thank you very much to Hollywood Craig for coming back on the podcast. It's always a pleasure. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As always, follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And if you enjoyed listening to this, then please rate the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review, even a quick rating. takes 10, 15 seconds. Really helps get the podcast out to people who can benefit from it, especially those people who want to learn more about the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization, how to become a sharper sports better, or just to learn a little bit about what what the odds and and what what Vegas is up to. And it's an incredible time in the industry, very exciting. So anything you can do to help out the podcast and spread the word would be very much appreciated. And of course, as I said earlier, be sure to visit dimers.com slash doggyjuice for the latest sports book uh, offers at at a legal regulated sports book near you, dimers.com slash doggyjuice. And I'll be out in Vegas next weekend for Bet Bash 2. If any of you are going to be out there, be sure to uh, get in contact with me. I'll be in town Thursday the 31st until Tuesday the 5th. It's going to be an amazing event. Tons of amazing uh, little side events happening. I know there's three straight nights of open bars. We'll be at um, Circus Stadium Swim for the Final Four and then VIP section at Circus Sportsbook for the National Championship uh, next Monday night. So it's going to be an exciting one. Let me know if you're going to be out there. Otherwise, I'll talk to everyone soon. Enjoy the games this weekend. Enjoy the Oscars. Good luck with your action. And I'll be back soon. Doggy Juice out. yourself by staring into a cat's eyes.